0: We're joined by Ray Haynes. and Ray, you were speaking of the Tomb of Rachel in our last segment together. And help me connect some dots. Why is this important? Well, it, it's a fascinating story. It's one of my favorite stories. It's just, and it's really linked by these idols, these telephone, because you know these these were with the giants and the the most evil people who ever were on the earth. They're the ones that came up with these things. And so here you have Rachel, this beloved person of Israel, uh, who doesn't end up in the right tomb, but she's got what's called Rachel's tomb, which is, uh, to me, really, really important. And so I just put two pieces together. You remember the prophecy from Jeremiah. It's quoted in Matthew. A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. So that's a, that's a horrible, tragic story there. And then you have Rachel dying and buried on the way to Ephrath, which is an old name of Bethlehem. If you if you ever have a town where you have a town within a town, kind of like uh, Cumming, for instance, so you could live 10 miles out of Cumming and still say, oh yeah, I live in Cumming, or Atlanta. Because it is, you, know, you have the little part and then it grows around it. So Ephrath was the region of David and a very significant part of Bethlehem. And Jacob put a pillar there. So is it significant that she's buried right there? I mean, what does that Bethlehem Ephrata, does that sound familiar in any way? Well, now think a few things. She was part of the tribe of Judah. They were shepherds. She died in the place. Passover lambs were raised and birthed. The shepherds of Bethlehem were in charge of raising sheep for the temple sacrifice. Every lamb born there made its way to Jerusalem to be sacrificed. Now Micah 4.8 says this. And you, O tower of the flock, now in Hebrew that's Mignal Adar, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, unto you shall come even the first dominion. The kingdom shall come to the daughter of Jerusalem. Now, the short version of that is it means a king would be born at Mignoladar to a girl from the line of David. So the shepherds of Bethlehem Ephrata knew that the Messiah would be born there. Just northeast of the shepherds' fields, we call, are the ruins of ancient Bethlehem Ephrata, a little farther north than Bethlehem, near a place called Mignoladar, near the tomb of Rachel. At the base of of Dar, there's a watchtower, it was a special birthing room called the manger for birthing these very special sacrificial lambs. 1900 years before Jesus was born, he was lining things up to redeem Rachel. This is what the Lord says A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. What's significant about Jeremiah's prophecy here? Well, Ramah means it's not actually, it is a name of a town, but it really means just a mountain height or high place. It was actually one of the high places in northern Israel, just north of Bethlehem, where they made sacrifices to false gods. It was also where Nebuzaradan, the commander of Nebuchadnezzar's guard, assigned the fate of each captive. And it was that such is for death, such as to exile, and you're to remain a bondsman in the land. Now, Rama was located in the land of Benjamin. You remember who Benjamin was? He was the baby that was born as Rachel died. That's Rama. Rachel, weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Again, interesting note, Rachel's name means a a ewe, a little lamb. So her cry in Rama is literally the cry of a lamb alone on a high hill, which will cause the shepherd to leave the 99 to find it. That's what that scripture's about. What's significant about her focus on death, refusing to be comforted? Well, she struggled with barrenness her whole life. Back in Genesis 30, verse 1, Now, when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children or else I die. Now, fast forward many years in the future, when Joseph was grown and his brothers sold him into slavery and said he was dead, then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourned for his sons many many days. All his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will continue to mourn until I join my son in the grave. So his father wept for him. So there's this interwoven connection here. So that's your next tease. Mm. Coming up, she's praying, and she has a reward. So we're going to talk about Rachel's reward next.